Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, July 31st. I am Kyle Hillier. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. A Splinter Cell anime is coming to Netflix. The House of Representatives chooses not to pass an amendment that would prevent the military from recruiting on Twitch. Battletoads for Xbox has a release date, and the Tony Hawk Remakes soundtrack is growing. A Splinter Cell animated show is apparently coming to Netflix. Despite being radically different games, Splinter Cell fans now have something directly in common with Dragon's Dogma fans. Both groups are frequently and eagerly demanding a new entry be released, and neither has received one in years. In fact, there has really ever only been one Dragon's Dogma game. But both are getting at least something in the form of an animated Netflix adaptation. Joe Otterson reported on the announcement of the animated Splinter Cell show for Variety and wrote, Derek Kolstad, best known for his work writing the John Wick film franchise, will serve as writer and executive producer on the series. According to sources, the series has received a two-season, 16-episode order at the streaming service. Netflix, Ubisoft, and reps for Kolstad declined to comment on the specifics of this deal. That story is linked in the show notes. In terms of video game franchises that would work well as animated television shows, I would actually rank Splinter Cell pretty high. Sam Fisher has an iconic look that would look great in animation, and he has a great voice if they decide to bring Michael Ironside on for the show. Although that casting element would really depend on where in Sam's life the show is meant to take place. If he's a young man, Ironside's voice may sound a little miscast. I also think, though, that stealth action, in terms of animated entertainment, is always just really fun to watch. I think of the sequence where Mr. Incredible has to sneak into Syndrome's base and how exciting that whole part of the movie is in The Incredibles. I would love to watch Sam sneak into various facilities to overthrow secret terrorist plots and uncover government conspiracies, because I actually find playing the games to be pretty stressful. I kind of would just like to watch it happen in front of me. I have played a handful of the Splinter Cell games, but I've never finished any of them. The House of Representatives votes against banning the military from recruiting on Twitch. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a fan of video games in general, I understand that she plays a lot of League of Legends, put forth an amendment recently that would prevent the U.S. military from recruiting on Twitch, but it failed the House vote last night. 
The Verge's Kim Lyons reported on the amendment and Ocasio-Cortez's efforts, writing, Ocasio-Cortez gave an impassioned speech on the House floor in advance of the vote on Thursday. Children should not be targeted in general for many marketing purposes in addition to military service, Ocasio-Cortez said. Right now, currently, children on platforms such as Twitch are bombarded with banner ads linked to recruitment sign-up forms that can be submitted by children as young as 12 years old. These are not education outreach programs for the military. Lions continued later in their story. Last week, the Army paused its use of Twitch for recruitment after its channel was criticized for banning viewers who asked about war crimes. The Army told GameSpot, the team has paused streaming to review internal policies and procedures, as well as all platform-specific policies to ensure those participating in the space are clear before streaming resumes. And earlier this month, Twitch told the Army to stop sharing phony prize giveaways on its channel that promised an Xbox Elite Series 2 controller only for users to be directed to a recruitment page when they clicked through. That story is linked in the show notes. The idea behind the amendment is that it would have taken the current pause and made it permanent in terms of the military's Twitch recruitment efforts. I was personally disappointed to not see the amendment go through, but I am also the kind of person who is bummed in general by military recruitment efforts that focus on young, impressionable minds. Ocasio-Cortez tweeted after the disappointing turn of events, imagine trying to explain to your colleagues who are members of Congress what Twitch is with a sad face emoji. It's an honestly funny tweet because I am sure it was hilariously impossible to explain to Congress what the Twitch platform is, but it was also a sad reminder that we really, really need to get more young people into government positions. Twitch is potentially the main avenue by which the upcoming generation of kids absorbs entertainment and interacts with friends, especially in this age of pandemic. And it's troubling that the people who are in positions of power don't even know what it is. I'm not saying they're not smart people because they don't know what Twitch is. It's just a stark reminder that technology changes, people change, and the government should change to reflect that. Ocasio-Cortez seems to feel similarly about the whole ordeal because she followed up saying, it's totally fine if you don't know what Twitch is, but tech literacy is becoming a growing need in Congress so we can legislate to protect people's privacy, etc. When our legislative bodies aren't sufficiently responsive to tech, then that means we don't have the tools required to protect people. This is partially why companies know way more about you than you may even be aware of because it's legal and Congress is struggling to keep up. Okay, enough politics. Let's talk about some fighting game toads and skateboarding. Battletoads has a release date. Battletoads is one of those franchises that Microsoft owns, but clearly just really didn't know what to do with it for some time. Phil Spencer wore a Battletoads t-shirt once, and one of the characters was added to Killer Instinct as a playable fighter, but for the most part, it was just one of those franchises Microsoft seemed to be shrugging its shoulders at. After a series of light teases, Microsoft finally revealed a 2D Battletoads brawler, but we really haven't learned much about it since its short trailer, what feels 
like years ago now. This morning, however, a new trailer for the game was put online that offered a lot more details about the game. But the big detail was the reveal that the game is releasing on August 20th, so it's not too far away. The trailer showed off a lot of story and also reconfirmed that the game will feature three-player co-op, will have motorcycle levels, and it also looks like it will have something akin to Donkey Kong Country's minecart levels, which is something Battletoads' original developer Rare later popularized. The game looks like it follows the titular Battletoads as they attempt to become famous. It also looks like it might be breaking the fourth wall a bit, and maybe even acknowledge that the Battletoads are characters in a video game being controlled by someone else. It looks interesting. The cutscene animation looks maybe a few notches below your typical Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon animated show, but the brawl or combat looks really smooth. I have never been a big fan of the brawler genre. It often feels like I'm standing in place, punching the air while I wait for a bad guy to walk into my fist, which... I don't find that particularly fun, but it's a Game Pass game, so I'll probably give it a shot. The weird thing to me is that this trailer was not shared during the recent Xbox Series X presentation. It will be playable on Xbox Series X, but I suppose it's not an Xbox Series X game, and it's also not a graphically intense game by any means. So maybe they didn't want to share it during the show, but I am surprised it wasn't published at least around the time when the show went live. But alternatively, here I am a week later, giving the Battletoads release date announcement its own dedicated segment, where had the trailer released last week, I would have probably only mentioned it in passing. So I don't know, maybe they do know what they're doing. Again, that game releases on August 20th. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Previously thought unincluded songs have been confirmed for appearance in the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remake. Since its announcement, the fine print on the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake was that it would include most of the music from the original games. And reading between the lines, that means that not all the songs that have become forever connected to those games would be showing up. But it sounds like at least a few of the songs that were not going to make it into the game have now been inserted. 
Ian Walker, reporting for Kotaku, has learned that tracks from Anthrax and Suicidal Tendencies will be in the game. Walker wrote, The folks behind the upcoming Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster have confirmed to Kotaku that the soundtrack will include classic tracks from Anthrax and Suicidal Tendencies when the game launches on September 4th, despite previous comments to the contrary. The band names were first spotted in a new promotional campaign hyping up the game's soundtrack, which will include much of the music fans loved from the first two Tony Hawk games, as well as new additions from acts like A Tribe Called Quest, The Ataris, Less Than Jake, and Real Big Fish. That story is linked in the show notes, and it's good news. I don't know anything about music licensing other than it seems very, very difficult, but It would be a real disappointing shame if the remake was not able to include the full soundtrack from the original games. The music really is crucially an important element of those games. Here's what released today. Fairy Tale, spelled T-A-I-L, the action RPG based on the anime of the same name, which is itself an adaptation of a popular manga, as most anime is, is out today. I am not a huge fairy tale fan, but my family is. They have watched basically all of it, as far as I know, and I have seen a lot of it over their shoulders. It seems good, but I am weirdly excited for the game, even though I'm not really a huge fan of the show. I like anime. I like video games based on anime. I like, but my favorite adaptations are the ones that are action RPGs, like the recent Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or One Piece World Seeker, which... You know, admittedly, neither of those are really RPGs as much as they are open or open-ish world action games with RPG elements. But in any case, action RPG is what this fairy tale game seems to be. It presents an opportunity to just hang out in that familiar world, which is all I want from games like this. I want the chance to walk around in familiar environments and talk to familiar characters. Optimistically, it seems like that's what this game is. I guess we will find out if that's the case soon. Faye Tactics, F-A-E Tactics, is out today on Steam. It looks like a pixelated grid-based strategy game. Something along the lines of a Final Fantasy Tactics or Disgaea or something like that. Not my genre, personally, but it looks cool. Good animation, good art. Monster Crown is also out today on Steam. Just watching a trailer for the game, it looks like they're going for a real Undertale crossed with Pokemon kind of thing. You collect monsters and battle them. But something about the art just reminds me of Undertale. I could be way off about that, but that was just my initial reaction. It looks charming. Swim Out is out today on Xbox One. It's an interesting turn-based strategy game where you are trying to swim in a pool and make sure you avoid other people. It's one of those things that sounds weird on paper, but when you see it in action, like in a trailer... It makes sense, and you understand the premise. Lost Wing, the sort of modern bullet hell shooter game that I've mentioned the last few days, is out today on Switch and PC. Disintegration, the hybrid shooter, real-time strategy game from some of the creators of Halo, is having a free weekend on all the platforms on which it exists, PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. The free weekend actually started yesterday, and it goes until the morning of August 3rd, except on PS4, where it ends a little earlier. So if you're curious about that game at all, now's the time to check it out. Castle Storm 2 from Zen Studios, a studio 
primarily known for its pinball games, was supposed to be out today, but it has been pushed back to the fall. From the press release announcing the delay, the decision to delay was made with the intention of making sure Castle Storm 2 is up to the standards of the team as they look forward to delivering an exciting sequel to the 4X mashup series. So that's what's happening there. If you went to try and pick up that game today and were surprised when it didn't exist. That's it for gaming news today. I played some more Round Guard, the Peggle RPG, last night. It is a roguelite, which is a bit of a bummer. I do wish it were just a series of traditional levels, but you do unlock permanent upgrades as you progress. So with that in mind, I am not too disappointed when I have to start over. It's basically a good way to put new Peggle level layouts in front of you every time you play. So it's hard to complain about that. I, I am still getting the non-random design Peggle layouts I want. The randomness of it all is just related to which levels are put in front of you. I also finally picked Paper Mario the Origami King back up. I didn't play too much, but I made enough progress to basically let the game know, hey, I'm going to play more of you, I just need more time. And, you know, I'm sure the game appreciated that attention. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast or if you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I'm about two hours in. That game's kind of over the top insane, which is like the whole point, but I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time with it. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussions. Leo Vader released his first video essay today, which is about a level in the game Hitman where, if you want, you can just cut hair, become a barber as a career, leave your Hitman job behind. It's weird. It's hilarious. I recommend it, as well as Leo Vader's personal YouTube channel. So go, go check all those things out. I will talk to you more about video games on Monday. 